Hello, and welcome to the Constructor Cast, your AGC place for all the news, views, and interviews relevant to your construction business. I'm your host, Leah Pilkonis. Today, we are going to talk about recruitment and training of our next generation construction workforce. I'm here with three young construction professionals who just completed or are weeks away from completing their college programs and have all been recently hired by construction firms. There's a lot of competition out there for the same talent pool, and most construction firms are looking to fill open positions and feeling the crunch of the labor shortage. If that sounds like you, then you're going to want to listen up because Trent, Jack, and Colette have just gone through the process of deciding what construction firm they will join after exploring internships and lots of great opportunities. They each bring different perspectives to the hiring and recruitment process and are ready to share what got them where they are now and how they feel about the construction industry and its future. I'd like you each just to take a minute to introduce yourself and give us a little bit of background. Uh, Trent, let's start with you, please. Hi, my name is Trent Fair. I'm a recent graduate of Pittsburgh State University. I graduated this past December. I've signed on with Simpson Construction at Wichita, Kansas, so there I'm kind of in a superintendent slash project coordinator role. Jump around between a lot of jobs right now. Really enjoying it. Um, A lot of great people there and have a good time. Great. Thanks for being here. All right, Jack, how about you? Hi, guys. My name is Jack McGavern. I'm currently a senior at Pittsburgh State University, where Trent just graduated from. Uh, Not Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, however, it's southeast Kansas, Pittsburgh. We drop the H at the end. I will uh, graduate this upcoming May and start full-time with McCarthy Construction up in Kansas City, uh, building the wastewater treatment facility. Throughout school, I've been involved in many different clubs, of course, the AGC. However, I've been involved in the ACI, the American Concrete Institute, where I had the opportunity to go to the World of Concrete last January. I've also been involved in the MCA, the Mechanical Contractors Association, where I had the opportunity to compete in their national student competition that just uh, happened. I had the opportunity to have three summer internships and also two winter internships with the same company. That opportunity allowed me to build a medical office building for Advent Health, a four-story office building for Block Real Estate, and then also got to participate in some earthwork for a golf course. Great. Sounds exciting. Thanks, Jack. Colette? Hi, my name is Colette. I am also a senior and graduating in May. I'm graduating from Kansas State University, and I will be going to work for Brickman Constructors full-time as a project engineer. Still waiting to hear exactly where I'm going to be, so I'm excited for that. Throughout my four years at K-State, I have been a part of uh, AGC, and I'm currently a chair member. And then this past year, I was um, a team member for ASC. We went to Nebraska and Reno for... Uh, competition and we got to complete them both so that's fun and i have had two summer internships one winter internship and a school-long internship thank you glad to have you all here today so we're going to have a conversation about how construction firms attract the next generation of construction leaders. And you've all been scooped up by some great firms. And I want to uh, share with the folks listening kind of what helped you decide what construction firm was right for you and what stood out as winning characteristics during the recruitment process and the interview process. So we'll kind of break it down step by step, like starting from the beginning. 
for all of you. And I think the best place to start is with uh, recruiting, recruiting tactics. And how do construction firms get your attention and your interest? And what worked um, for you to, to really want to take that next step? or what didn't work would also be helpful to share. So Colette, let's start with you and um, at Kansas State University, what kind of opportunities um, were there for you to meet with construction firms and learn what they were all about? Uh, so K-State is a little bit unique in the fact that our College of Construction doesn't push for job fairs. Uh, we do job boards instead. So as opposed to going to a room full of a bunch of tables and people, it's just a simple little board and you can look through all of the different companies and kind of whittle down to what you want specifically and then sign up for an interview. And they also, the company that's coming in for the interviews the day before, the evening before, they do a presentation and so it, it gives you an even better idea of what the company is like before you're even in that interview room. So you get that broad information session and then you get the one-on-one so I think it's kind of cool that you're able to you kind of you jump over the hurdle of making that first step and having that first conversation it's already laid out for you and I think it's a really cool opportunity that K-State gives to its students. And when you were able to take part in that intro presentation um, was there opportunity for any discussion or networking after the presentation? Absolutely. Uh, almost always they will bring um, pizza or some soda and stuff. And so after the presentation, they'll typically hang out or sometimes they'll go to a local restaurant and bring uh, some of the students there. Uh, there's always a little breakout too at the end where you're able to ask questions that you have at the moment will save it for the interview room. So yeah, there is a lot of networking involved in those presentations as well. And Jack, what was your experience like with the recruiting process? My experience with the recruiting process um, started with career fairs. I'm fortunate enough to go to a school that brings in a career fair once a semester. And anywhere from 80 to 100 companies typically show up and it's our time to go walk around and network. Wow, that many, 80 to 100. Must be a very big space. <laughs> they put us all in the hallway. Yeah. So we're very fortunate to be able to go to a college like that. So, uh, all right, there, there's 80 to 100 different, what, booths? Is it like a booth and you're walking through and everybody, like almost like a trade show. What, you can't possibly stop by 80 to 100. So what attracts you? It is easier for me personally to walk up to a booth that is empty rather than it's completely surrounded by other kids looking for jobs. It makes the approach the whole, hi, it's nice to meet you, stick your hand out and meet the people in front of you, makes it way more easy going. One thing for me also is that I'm 22 years old and it's easier for me to approach somebody that's closer to my age rather than somebody that's considerably older than me. It's easier for me to identify with and start that conversation with somebody I can see myself being one day in the near to recent future. That's great insight to share. Trent, how about you? Yeah, so I mean, I went to school with Jack, so I had a lot of the same experiences. Um, you know, what I was really looking for during the career fairs is the companies that I knew, and I knew what type of work they did. I'd say one thing that Pitt State does very well is they stay engaged with these companies that are coming to hire these students coming out of college. Um, these companies that I knew what type of work they did, and I knew the people that were already there just because you know, I've seen around the, the 
school of technology before um you know it was really easy to approach them and you know like jack said seeing people that are our age that just came out of school seeing what they do what their job is um and just getting to relate to them well, and you, something that you said, you've seen them around the college before, in what way and how can construction firms have a, have a presence and have a, a impactful presence on college campuses? Yeah. So, I mean, Pitt State is one of the best in the, in the nation, honestly. We have expos that, you know, companies come and they want, they want to be involved because most of the alumni are part of these companies, you know, um, I mean, just them donating the time for our senior project. They come out, give us equipment, help us, you know, finish concrete, whatever it may be. They send people to talk to us. I mean, at our AGC student chapter events, we have people come there. Um, the Alumni Association, they're very involved. So these people, I mean, it's probably once every two weeks that they have some sort of event that's bringing in the alumni and bringing in these people that are recruiting from our school. Okay. So very active on a regular basis. It's not just showing up for the, for the fair. Right. Let's, let's move into the interview process next and talk a little bit about that. So you've identified some companies uh, that you're interested in and you've uh, gone through the process of getting some interviews set up. And this would be the interview for your internship. So this is earlier on, like looking back and earlier on in your college years, um, what was the interview process like for each of you? And um, what can you share that you found to be really helpful during the interview process that made you uh, really excited about um, maybe doing a, a summer program with a specific firm? Um, start with me. I yeah. ended up getting these interviews through the career fair. So hanging my resume out, getting as much feedback from these companies that I was presenting myself to at the first initial interview, the career fair. Okay. Being able to then take that into an actual sit-down, more one-on-one personal room. I'd say for me, um, you know, the people that came in and, you know, it wasn't all business. I mean, when I'm a freshman, junior, freshman or sophomore, I mean, I, I still don't know anything about construction or what I'm doing. Now, yeah. Basically. I mean... The people that came in there and they knew they know you don't know anything and the people that are just willing to talk to you you know just have a relationship with you how are you on how are you based on who you are rather than what you know another thing i would add to to the who you are but what you don't know is that as a freshman sophomore just in the construction industry we truly didn't know that much about the industry I believe all three of us sitting here today got hired to our first internship based on who we were mm-hmm. and not what we knew. Colette, what would you like to share? Uh, just a little bit on that is somebody once told me that construction is construction. Construction is going to be construction. And the reason you want to go to a company is for the people. So having that personal connection and figuring out not only them figuring out who we are, but also us being able to figure out who they are and really make that connection instead of sitting through a list of questions that they don't really care about or that I don't really think is helpful for them to get to know me. So it's really nice to step into a room where it's a lot more casual and it's a lot more personable. That's what I look for. And 
interview, and it also makes it a lot easier to open up to. So then I feel like you really get a feel for who I am as a person and how I operate. So with what you just said, what are your thoughts on Zoom interviews? I don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to get to know somebody like that through a screen. Um, Our world's moving to online, Zoom. Yeah. Communication through the internet. I got to tell you, I'm not a big component for a Zoom interview myself. It's it's hard for me to reach across the table and shake your hand and make a personal connection through a computer screen. What really impressed me is during the pandemic that we all went through where some of the companies that did come out and wanted to speak with us, wanted to be able to be in a physical setting. That's what really grabbed my attention through the last two years. Let's talk about your experience with the internships. Uh, the importance of internships, particularly the onboarding process. So what it's like when you're starting day one, um, what sort of experience makes you want to go back to a company? Most time, most times the, our first internship were 18 and 19 years old, freshman, sophomore in college, are still very young, still very green. What would have helped me tremendously with my first internship and I'm not, there was communication there. I didn't know what day to show up, but tell me what to wear. Tell me what job site I'm going to. Let me get excited about it. Give me more information than you think I need to know because this is all very, very new to me. We're all nervous and everybody's a little bit scared of change in that first new step until we actually do it. What would have helped me would have been more just flood me with information because that internship at the time was number one on my mind. That was the biggest thing going on in my life. However, the employer, I was number 28 to do on their to-do list. So I understand that there's a difference in the connection there, but I want to raise awareness that these young kids coming in and doing their first internship, that this is really, really a big life step. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, I think that, you know, making it fun for the interns is a big thing. I mean, you don't want to be bored. Um, I know. I feel, I mean, just sitting in an office or just sweeping a floor, your whole internship isn't fun at all. Um, You know, I encourage companies just to, your interns do everything. You know, be in the field for half the summer and then go into the office, see management side, see the estimating side, see every side. I think that the, you know, these employers, they, they know we don't know anything and they don't put, you know, a lot of priority on it, but mentoring these students and, you know, teaching, taking the time to, to teach them things and show them different things. Um, I think it really helps them. I mean, build us for our future. I mean, honestly, um, I think just showing them the whole aspect of construction and like Jack said, just flooding them with information. So. So the more you can be exposed to, the more you can understand the ins and the outs of the company. Um, Colette, what did you have a specific mentor in, during your internships? Did that was that helpful to you? With the company that I interned with, they would set up each intern had a project engineer that they would work directly with, and so they would be working on the project 
with them a lot of the times. Or if you were more interested in the office side, they would uh, set you up with a project engineer that's doing some estimating and some negotiating. So there's always somebody that you can turn back to and look to for, for help and for guidance. So I really think that was super helpful to not have to look for that person and to have them already there for me. And also kind of what Jarrett was saying is getting to do everything is huge because with mine, they set it up each week. I would focus on something different. So first week it would be submittals and RFIs and yeah, they seem like super menial tasks and everybody kind of has a really good idea of what they are, but as a freshman, like you don't. So it was kind of nice that they sat with that, like they sat with me and they went over every little thing. And so by the end of my six weeks, you know, I had six new skills. So I think that's really big is touch on everything. Do you have to make a decision after you complete that first year of an internship, whether or not you'll go back the second year? How does that play out? And that decision that you have to make as to whether or not you want to continue on another summer? Yeah. So for me personally, they uh, sent out a offer, an offer letter, uh, like the second week of school, the next semester. Okay. So then I, at that point, I just had to decide do I want to continue with this company or do I want to look at other options? And I ended up continuing with the company, but typically they will uh, send you an offer letter. I know some company will have you re-interview. It just kind of varies a little bit. Jack, did you have any different experiences or anything that you want to share about what might make or break the decision between continuing on um, for a second summer program? Second in year internship is the word that I was second looking for. Yes. <laughs> um, my decision wasn't necessarily, am I going to go back to them that summer, that following summer? My decision was, am I going to go back to them that winter break? Okay. So, and of course, yes, um, what college kid doesn't want to go make some money for a month during um, winter break? It's going and washing cars or umpiring baseball games. For me, um, so I interned with Simpson Construction in the summer of 2020, and I went to a different company the following summer. And Simpson, they never, you know, lost contact with me. I was still talking to the people there, you know. I stayed in contact with them, and they stayed in contact with me. They were helping me on projects, and just they didn't give up on. I just think that, you know, those wasted their time. They pursued me still, and um, I ended up going back there. So I think seeing a different company, too, I mean, I think that was a huge advantage for me personally. And I think that it keeps keeps my mind more open to different things and gives me, you know, just a better view of what the construction industry is. So just say, don't, you know, don't give up on your interns. And if, if you really want to just keep your show well, and that's really important what you shared there about continuing to keep the lines of communication open and keep pursuing because it, those checkpoints and touch points, it sounds like that really made an impact on you and made you feel more connected with the company. Yeah. I think I had a different experience than Trinity with Simpson. I feel like my communication there after the end of my third summer internship was lost. I kind of almost felt forgotten about it. The relationship kind of ended up falling apart a little bit, if you would, with the lack of communication. And that's what ultimately kind of led me to going and looking for a different opportunity. So communication, hugely important. 
Okay. Great. So you guys have educated me on the fact that your interview process for an internship is very different than the interview process for what is going to be your full-time permanent job. Can you explain to me the difference? Trent, you want to start with you? Yeah. Um, for me, I, I knew these five companies that, you know, I was interested in and, you know, I showed my interest to them and expressed, uh, you know, that I wanted to see more of the company. Um, so I went to probably four different companies, you know, and I think all four companies did a great job of showing me what their company was all about. Um, you know, in the morning I would go to their office, you know, I'd meet all their PMs, all, all their leadership. And then, you know, in the afternoon, I'd hop in with the general superintendent and go visit three or four job sites. And at each step, I was talking to a different person, getting a different aspect of why they love the company they're at and why they think that they're the best company to work for. And you can see all the types of different projects to do. And that kind of goes back to, you know, being different internships. You get to see how different companies operate. You get to see, you know, which makes each one unique. So that helped me tremendously making a decision. Um, you know, and I think all the companies that I interviewed with did a great job at that. So you had shared with me that the interview process for an internship is very different than the interview process for permanent placement as a full-time employee with a construction firm. How did it differ for you? And what can you offer as far as um, things during the, the, the latter process that made a, a good impact on you? I think for me is that when I'm interviewing for a full-time position rather than an internship, internships two, two and a half months, full-time position is, is home. So you take a decision a lot more seriously. You really put a lot more thought and you go out and you search for a bunch of different companies rather than an internship. A lot of people, especially me, were happy just to get a first internship. So with the new hire, I personally went out and talked to as many people as I possibly could. And then can you also share what were things that were really important to you in making a decision of whether or not to go sign on full-time with a company? I mean, of course, pay is important, but what else? In my experience, most of the companies that I interviewed with were all within the same range of pay. Mm -hmm. So it came down to personnel. For me personally, what made my decision to go with McCarthy so easy is that I can't really tell you. It just fell in my lap. It was a gut feeling, if you will. Yes, I put myself in the right place, the right position, gave myself the right opportunity to be able to get a full-time offer. But it came down to just it fell in my lap, all good things. And I don't want to say that I didn't have to go out and work for it, but just the decision just... Just felt right. It just was there. Yeah. Colette, what, what can you share? So my experience was a little different. I didn't search very intently into other companies my final year. I had some experience with other companies over winter break and during the school year. So I, I knew that the company that I was with over the summer, just it felt right, kind of what Jack was saying, like it just felt good. It's what it's where I wanted to be. And so I was really hoping for the offer letter. The interview process was a little different. 
I wanted to get information was kind of what it kind of boiled down to. So instead of, you know, companies coming to me as I went to the company that I wanted to work for and I said, hey, I want to talk to, I want to talk to the big guy. I want to have that conversation with him and I want to see if, if he's seeing what I'm doing, if he's able to recognize that I would be an important team member because he's the person who makes the decision in the end. So that's what that experience was like for me. Instead of going through a bunch of different things, I wanted to get to this horse. And it's just because I knew where I wanted to be so that I kind of had that difference. I took a little more calculated approach to it, not to say that either of them made the wrong decision. Um, but, you know, I kind of took every everything that I saw in each of these companies and, you know, I just put together basically a simple Excel spreadsheet that just took into account pretty much every aspect of everything that I've seen from whether it be obviously pay, um, location, perks that come with it, whether you get a truck, whether you get, you know, phone. Um, and then another huge thing, like Jack said, is just the personnel and the culture that the company had. I just basically ranked on from what I felt on a one to 10 scale. And um, just basically I took all that into account and then made my decision based off those factors. And I think one of you shared with me when we were talking um, before this podcast about the fact that a company can take all of their top C-suite leaders and put them in a room and have a conversation with you. But sometimes what's really, really helpful for that connection is to have someone that, as you said with the job fairs, that you can relate to. Yeah. So when I was getting really close to making my decision to go with McCarthy, I asked them to come to their headquarters in St. Louis. So I drove out there and one thing that I asked for was to talk to a project engineer and have him walk me around the job site. I wanted to have that one-on-one connection, not necessarily sitting at a table, moving around and just get a feel and a flow for what his day-to-day, what my soon day-to-day is going to be like. I wanted to make sure that I could visualize it and not just be told it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's great. No, super helpful. Yeah, that's really, really helpful. Um, and I love it, Trent, that you did the spreadsheet. <laughs> that's what I would have done too. <laughs> so I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about just your uh, college experience and the programs that you all have been involved with and how you think that that's helped you better prepare for the future in construction and why, like, what got you so interested in construction and what are, what are you excited about to bring to the industry? For me, um, you know, to make the decision to go to construction, I did it because all my friends did it, honestly. <laughs> I went to Pittsburgh State because all my friends were, and I just fell into one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. We have one of the top programs in the state. Joe Levins, one of our professors there, he just won the award for the Outstanding Instructor of the Year. Shout out, Joe. Um, <laughs> but no, just the whole experience, our instructors, we know it's first-name basis there. There's no last names. They know all of our names. Um, I know K-State pretty much the same way. But the involvement from from construction companies in that area is second to none. and um, It's just a great, great program that, a lot of people give back to because they had the same experience in that program. Colette? Uh, so yeah, K-State is very similar to Pitt State in the fact that it's it's a very close, tight community. Uh, once you get to the end of, where, once you get to where I am my last semester, you know all the teachers, you know them by their first names, they know you. Uh, 
it's it's great. Um, I got into construction because both my parents are architects. Okay. And I did not want to sit in an office all day. <laughs> you went to the other that. side, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to be. I'm a very hands-on person, and so they kind of opened that door for me and showed me, "Hey, you can you can look at this." And I took a and I loved it. I started to just be in the workforce and to contribute. Uh, I'm a people pleaser, so I'm excited to like, go out there and kind of make people's ideas and wants come to life. I, I'm yeah. excited for that. Build our better quality of life. Yeah. I have absolutely no construction background whatsoever. Um, what got me interested was just probably playing with Legos and, you know, when it came to high school, getting involved in the wood shop. And my teacher looked at me and said, hey, you got to go check out the school of construction. So that's how I ended up here. Um, one thing that I've really enjoyed about Pittsburgh State is how hands-on their program was from Almost every single class has a lab that you got to get out and put your hands on the wrenches or go out and drive the bobcat around. Just so many different things that all played into making my decision to go to school so much easier. And then what I'm excited about, I'm excited to take all the knowledge I've learned in my internships at school and take that information and apply it to real life. School's been awesome. However, I'm ready to take all of my hard work that I put into my assignments and into my schooling. Instead of just handing in a piece of paper and giving back a grade, I'm excited to see a building go up and progress be put into the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, future's very bright for you guys. I'm really excited for you. Go ahead, Trent. I want to hear what you Something that, um, you know, I've been working with four months now, basically. And, you know, one thing that I've got to see is you have much more responsibility and like they said, getting to build things and getting to contribute to, you know, the community and just making a difference. No, it's great, Trent. Hey, Trent, I also wanted you to share a little bit about your experience with student chapter at Pittsburgh State University and also with the Construction Leadership Council. Yeah. So, at the end of my internship in 2020 with Simpson Construction, um, our general superintendent there, you know, kind of just expressed to me the importance of getting involved and the benefits that came along with that. So going to school and the start of the 2020 semester, I got involved as possible. I joined the MCA Mechanical Contract Association, the AGC, you know, at the time at a Design Build Institute of America organization. So I just got involved as possible. And, you know, AGC kind of was my favorite. Um, the amount of opportunities that came from being involved with the AGC just blew my mind immediately. I started applying for scholarships. Um, I received a bunch of scholarships from AGC, from other organizations too. Um, and that all stemmed from, you know, being involved. I got the opportunity to go to Chicago and speak at the 2021 CLC uh, National Convention they had up there. And CLC, I should um, clarify, is the Construction Leadership Council. It's kind of the the organization that you, gr- you graduate from, your student chapter organization, you graduate into the CLC and just continue to grow and grow and grow. And I think that one thing that the AGC as a whole just does great is they're, they're focused on kids like us and... Um, they want to see us succeed. They they give us scholarships. They give us these these paths that 
if you weren't involved, it wouldn't be near as easy to succeed and be successful. I mean, it's just all around opportunities you can get from being involved. I think is just awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. AGC has more than 88 chapters across the country, and out of those chapters, more than half of them have some form of construction leadership council group. And I checked uh, on our AGC of America's website and can confirm that we've even got a searchable database of known CLC groups. So I'm going to put that in the show notes, the links for this podcast. So if anyone's interested in seeing what CLC groups are out there, please take a look. But also at the national level of AGC, even if you do not have a specific CLC group in your area, you can still get involved as a young construction leader. As you said, Trent, we've even got a newsletter. We've got an electronic email discussion group. We've got AGC of America CLC Leadership Development Conference, which is a mouthful that brings together emerging construction leaders from across the country and in various construction sectors. And that happens once a year too. So lots of great opportunities. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk with me today. I think that as companies are reevaluating their onboarding process and thinking about how to boost retention and keeping young professionals happy at their firms, I think that what you shared is so uh, informative and so valuable. And I really appreciate you uh, being so open about your perspectives and your experiences. It's been great talking with all of you. Thank you for having us on. Thank you, Leah. Yeah, thank you, guys. To everyone out there, we appreciate you listening. This has been the AGC Constructor Cast. Please subscribe to Constructor Cast from your podcast app or stream all available episodes right from your computer at agc.org slash constructorcast. If you found value in the episode today, please leave us a rating and review. It helps people discover the show. 